Welcome, disc golfers, to the Hitting the Line podcast. I believe we're on maybe C, like episode seven. Who knows? I'm your host, Jad. And as per usual, I am joined by my brother, Nas Dog. Nas, how you doing, bro? Jad, I'm doing wonderful. Um, it's crazy. It's already time for another tournament. Feels like we just wrapped up in Georgia um, and we're ready for another one. Let's do this, man. I'm super stoked coming off our first major. Yeah, Jonesboro is where we're going. Um, and if, like you said, it's just rolling right into it. The train keeps uh, rolling despite the fact that uh, it feels laggy because of the endings that we had in both MPO and FPO. Everybody knows what happened on both sides. I yeah. want to ignore the we don't controversy. Need to re- yeah, I don't think we need to rehash. Yeah, the only thing I have down. to say about either, either side um, for both MPO and FPO is of course the winners earned it but it's it was, it was just weird because it kind of felt like um the leaders lost rather than the people from behind chased of course dickerson she'll still shot a good round but ricky missed a handful of putts that final round which his putter's just been hot all year so it just left a weird feeling in the mouth and uh, the train rolls on i think everybody just wanted to see some playoff holes and i think we're all disappointed that we didn't get that especially because wr jackson is kind of known for creating those moments and yeah. i think that's what we're all really feeling there is not like oh someone didn't win it because i think dickerson played well and Paige had to come out yeah. and shoot well but we were all thinking like oh there's there's more there's more out there it felt it felt like it was closer than okay now we have our winners kind of in a lackluster fashion but uh you know Next time, maybe we'll get some playoffs. I still think they've done a great job with that course. They cleared up a lot of the uh, in between some of the woods there. And I thought it was just a joy to watch. Uh, If you didn't get a chance to watch this beautiful course, go back and watch it. I mean, if you can get down there, go out and play it. It's just awesome. All right. looks like we lost Jed's video and audio. Uh, While kind of take over where Jed's uh, reconnecting here, we are in Jonesboro, Arkansas this week for the Jonesboro Open. Um, this is going to be a three round tournament and we have a lot of data, uh, going back to last year or going back to 2019, uh, that we've looked at and we've got some stuff from stat Mando. And so, uh, of course we're going to break down our picks and tell you who we think some of the best plays are. The lines are already up on prize picks and I'll go ahead and I'll shout out all of our sponsors. Now prize picks, first of all, head on over to the website slash the app, um, it's the first ever site that has disc golf uh, betting lines. And so you can go ahead and you can choose whatever players they have available. They'll give you a number, say 64, 58, and you have to choose over or under if you think that disc golfer is going to shoot above or below that score for that round. Uh, you could choose as many disc, disc golfers as you want. I think a minimum of two. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So shout out to prize picks for taking the leap and making disc golf available to us. Um, you can find them, uh, prizepicks.com and the app and promo code HTL, and they will uh, give you a nice deposit match up to $100. So go on to Prize Picks, use promo code HTL. Uh, also want to give a quick shout out to our other two sponsors. We've got Till Death Disc Club. Um, shout out for them for making some of the flyest hats and sweatshirts and hoodies around. And of course, Dark Ace Disc Golf Apparel, making your heavy metal inspired gear like this super sweet hoodie I'm wearing with the devil on it. So Dark Ace Disc Golf, play disc golf, listen to metal. Hey, Jad, you're back. 
<laughs> yeah, we I mean, lost I, you there for a while. So don't worry, I took over. We uh, talked about I, it, I heard a lot it of data to look at. Oh, you did. Okay, good. Well, um, so where does that leave us? So I think we're ready to. Uh, do we want to wrap up a little bit about last week and talk about any of our lines, or tell talk about the results, or what we saw from players, or do we want to roll straight into this week? Sure. Uh, so last week, if you followed along on Twitter and you followed in our podcast, uh, we actually set fire to that round two that we uh, that we fired into. We hit like six out of seven or seven out of eight of our picks. Or, and I had a good week. Um, long story short, I probably won a couple hundred bucks. However, you know, I degened into some NBA and lost a little bit. So don't don't be me only <laughs> that's what you get playing sports that you don't know man uh i did not do as well as you and you are freezing out again um i'm down i was down about to 112 so i think i lost about i mean all of my picks were very similar to yours but one difference here or there and my flexes uh did not pay out and i think i did probably too many power plays um so our picks were good on a lot of them but my specific lineups did not hit the way I wanted them to hit. So that's unfortunate. Uh, like at one point I had uh, uh, Evelina on an under, which I thought would happen. Uh, that did not happen. Uh, you know, she's not been putting well, but then when I did pick her on the over, she would shoot under. Um, so kind of a, a rough weekend for my lines, but um, let's move on to talk a little bit more about this week until uh, Jed's connection staples back up. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say, Jonesboro, um, we're expecting a little bit of wind, uh, but we don't expect the course to be extremely challenging. It's pretty fair. Um, a lot of the holes are on, um, like the baskets are on hillsides, and there's a little bit of artificial OB, but it's very scorable, very attackable, and the lines look to be relatively juicy as far as the unders are concerned. Um, what are you? What were your first thoughts when you seen the lines? Uh, looking at the lines, I think that, I mean, it kind of goes with who is playing the most consistent right now. Cause I think the lines are showing even the, you know, the very low, uh, lowest lines are about a 10 down. And we know that um, 10 down has been hit before, uh, you know, 10, 11, 12 is not uncommon out, out on this course for a hot score of the day. Uh, so I, th I think it's going to be choosing kind of your top player and deciding if their under is worth it to you. But there are a lot of unders that I like. Uh, less so on the overs uh, in 2021. I think the lowest score that was shot was a 51, which would be a 13 down. Um, but there are a, a lot of uh, 52s and 53s. So I think there's going to be some low score shot. It might be like how at WR Jackson this past weekend, no one thought we would see a course record be shot. And then no one expected uh, Paul to go out and shoot four strokes better than the course record. So I think low scores are definitely possible out, out, out there. But luckily this week we do have some uh, awesome data on our side from stat Mando to maybe help us uh, make some picks that we like. Uh, I think some of the most relevant data we have is going to be kind of uh, average round rating and average finishes in the past. Uh, looking in the past, Ricky and Eagle have traditionally done very good at this course, of course, with Paul. Uh, but Garrett Gerthy is someone who maybe has, not shined on other courses as much has an average finish of about fifth place on this course. Uh, and his worst finish is only 15th. So, uh, that's someone, I think his line this week, I found him at 57 and a half. I like that under, 
Uh, his average round round rating at at this course is. Uh, 23 points higher than his rating has been traditionally. So he's averaging at this course about 1045 golf. Uh, his his rating was only at the time, I believe, is about 20 points lower than that, about 1025, 1030. So he's someone who has played well at this course over uh, 12 rated rounds we have. So pretty decent sample size. Chris Dickerson is shooting right around his his rating. So, um, you know, he's 10, 1045 rated, and we know that about a seven down is about a 1040 rating so that's um so i think that's someone to look at too and then finally i think uh something else to look at is players who have not done as well on this course traditionally and that would be guys like Coling and nate sexton traditionally have underperformed at this course relative to their rating so some stats to kind of look at um as i mentioned before we do love the unders jed who are some of the unders that really stood out to you yeah, I love the Garrett Gerthy thing um, just because they're only asking us to have him shoot just in the 1030s, maybe high 1020s. And as you said, he shoots really well there. Uh, you got to like the Ezra and Brody thing if you watch their practice round. Of course, practice is practice, tournament's the tournament. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think a six or a seven down is extremely reasonable there. Um, for any anybody in FPO. So if you're if you're taking unders and anybody that's around seven or eight down, Kyle Klein. Uh, even Kevin Jones, uh, I think yeah. that you're in you're in relatively safe hands. The thing that you're going to need to pay close attention to is probably the wind coming up on Friday. As of right now, it looks like the wind might only peak at 15 miles per hour, but out in those open fields, you never know. It gets a little bit swirl. It gets a little bit swirly. So keep an eye on that. And honestly, I love how the FPO tees off before the MPO because you actually get to see what's going on. Because, I mean, you don't have to lock in your picks until tee off. Like, you literally get all yeah. the way up until they tee off. So you can get a chance to see the difference between what it looks like on the ground versus what you're seeing on your computer. Uh, sure. So I think that's something to take advantage of. Of course, we want to hit the lines early as possible. So maybe do some first initial gut reactions right away. And then maybe you can put in some hedges once you see the FPO tee off and see how the wind is actually playing. Um, and things like that. So I, I like just just leaning on leaning on the unders. I think most of the guys are going to be safe, especially if it's only asking you to shoot about a seven down. And I think especially on Friday. So looking at the weather, it's going to be 82, partly cloudy with only a 10% chance of rain. Wind, like you said, peaking around 15, 16 miles per hour. Uh, on Saturday, it's going to be cloudier, but same low chance of rain, winds of 20 miles per hour. And then Sunday on the final day, uh, I'm going to avoid, I mean, unless this weather changes, I'm going to avoid Sunday with 17 mile per hour winds and a 60% chance of precipitation and scattered thunderstorms. So I'm avoiding playing on Sunday. Uh, unless, I think hot, what? unless, unless prize picks doesn't adjust that well, maybe you're smashing the overs on Sunday. Sure. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe their lines are, if they're a lot like they are for this first round on Sunday, we're definitely smashing the overs and uh, try to take advantage of that. But um, right now I'm liking the unders in this weather. Um, I was reading or I was looking at some of them and I did make a five, a uh, uh, five pick flex. So here's who I really like. And these are all unders. So I, I just happened to choose all uh, under, I think you could definitely find it over in this group, but um, that's why it's uh, called uh, having some fun and gambling. Right. I got Matt, uh, Matty O under 57 and a half Garrett Gerthy under 57 and a half Kyle Klein under 58. Although the data is telling us maybe that's a good over. So uh, depending on what you think, Kyle Klein has traditionally not shot well at this course. 
not shooting up to his rating. And I think this is right around his rating, the six down. And so I think Kyle's going to bounce back after W.R. Jackson and show us the player that we know he is. Uh, Brody, under 59. It's the highest score. And I think Brody is capable of shooting a high 1030 to a 1040 round. And I think a 59 puts you right at around 1030-ish. So I think Brody can shoot that. Uh, and then Simon under 58. I think uh, Simon has it in him to shoot a 10 down or better out here if he could putt. And uh, so a 58 does not seem out of reach for Simon at all. So that's a five pick flex, all unders, Matteo, Garrett Gerthy, Kyle Klein, Brody Smith, and Simon Lazat. Uh, Jed, do you already have one made up already? Uh, I do. However, I'm on my phone, so I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to close this out, but I'm, I'm right there with you. I'd made a couple five pick flexes that were right off the top of my head. I love the Matty O pick. Dude is just seems to be playing so consistently good right now. He's not blowing your mind with any ridiculously hot scores, but he's not putting in. He's not showing up with some mediocre scores that you. some of these guys are more up and down like your Ezra, yeah. this or that. So I think if you want to deal with less variance, I think somebody who's definitely got a chance to hit that under for you would be someone like Matty O. Um, but I'm right there with you. I mean, like you said, the data says Sexton doesn't play that well, but it's only asking to shoot a six down. Maybe that's in the cards. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but it's also a course he did where you surprise need... us in Vegas too. So he did shoot a great round, I think to start off the season and then he didn't shoot great after that, but he is capable. If he can avoid the bogeys, um, cause he yeah, definitely doesn't no have the, the backhand cause there's a lot of power hizers. He definitely doesn't have yeah. that to compete. Uh, but if you can avoid the bogeys, I think even his score to shoot is reasonable. I, I think you're relatively safe going on any of the unders. I, I think you nailed it with your five pick flex. I think this is definitely this day one is definitely a day that you can make some money on. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what I got. Are there any um, picks on, on the board that you think could be, could be decent overs? Cause we know if you pick overs and unders, uh, I think the payoff makes your multiplier better, go right? up. Yeah. Yeah. Who are the overs you'd like? I mean, are we going to go with the tried and true choose Eagle Ricky, Paul, or Calvin on an over who you think is going to have the worst day, you know? And, you know, I, I think that's the typically the best strategy. If you are going to choose an over, um, pick one of those guys who are projected to shoot 10 down um, and just beg that they're human and they only shoot a nine down, for example. I mean, Paul came through uh, round three, shot like a plus one, plus two. You're not asking these guys to shoot bad rounds. You're just saying, don't blow the top off. Don't shoot the 1060. Don't shoot the 1070. Yeah. Um, so I think that that strategy is definitely one you can take advantage of now. Otherwise, maybe you do go by the data and um, Statmando uh, provided us with some good stuff saying Kyle Klein typically round one doesn't shoot that well. And we've noticed it this whole year. Uh, so maybe yeah. that's when you want to take your over. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I think Kyle Klein over is fine. Um, I even think, the Sexton over is fine. I think you could take him both sides. I mean, that's what a hedging yeah, totally. is about, right? Yeah. Um, especially because yeah, you might hit one and not the other. And with the flex, you could miss some and still hit both, both of your picks. So that's definitely something we want to try to do is hedge those bets and maybe still even hit. So, um, those are, I think some of the, um, some of the other little bits of data that really jumped jumped out is that, yeah, well, I kind of said it earlier, Garrett, but I really feel like Garrett could go either way. He didn't get to play last, last week at WR Jackson. So maybe he's itching to get out. He's feeling fresh. He's ready to go and play. Uh, I could also see him at a 57 and a half being a decent over a six down is not a bad score right around his rating. You wouldn't be surprised if you saw that. So uh, I'm going to kind of peruse here a little bit more and kind of come up with uh, an over for myself. I do like, I think Kyle Klein the best though, so far 
for the over. He's been playing the worst okay. out of this group of guys, maybe except Brody. Someone like him and you know, Kevin Jones. Yeah, and there's and there's also no reason to think that Brody couldn't go out and not shoot as well as we think. There's a lot of times where I think he's going to shoot the under and he doesn't. So uh, Brody has not been consistent. He's been kind of peaks and valleys. So he's someone you can maybe think about it over. And Ezra is really streaky too. So Ezra could also possibly be an over. Um, yeah, I also know that Ezra says his putt is not that good in the wind. Uh, so I think if we were to, you know, take all of this mumble jumble that me and you have been going back and forth in, what we're trying to say is lean towards the overs on the guys that are, you know, six down, seven down, eight down. But if you want to make that multiplier go up um, for an over, then choose some of those same guys who you think are a little bit more inconsistent. And there were no FPO players yet on the board. Maybe those will be yeah, added later they get on. those up later. Yeah, usually. Yeah, that's a bummer. We'll, we'll, see. Uh, we'll see. I like to see those numbers. I think sometimes the F the FPO field is a little bit easier to kind of count on. Oh, uh, we smoked those last week. Yeah, last 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 week I think we were we were on a lot of those. So uh bankroll sitting at three hundred dollars. Uh so we're up fifteen percent on the year. And as we know fifteen percent and I'm up, and I'm up at about me, twelve. So. so yeah I'm I'm up up above twelve percent. So um, the bankroll challenge rolls on. We're going to continue to try to take advantage of these day ones. We know that's the best day for us to kind of pick at the lines a little bit. Um, but I think it uh, looks like this might be a really, really short episode this week, clocking in at only 16 minutes so far. Uh, it's because we already recorded once for 20 minutes and had to cut it. So seems like that's going to be it for us, folks. We want to thank you all for listening. Please check us out on Twitter at Hitting the Line Podcast. Uh, you can send us an email at uh, underscore hitting the line podcast at gmail.com. Oh, no, sorry, that's wrong. Twitter is underscore hitting the line podcast. Uh, I forget the Gmail because Jed's not here to carry me now. Uh, but thank you all for listening. We will check you guys next week. Peace out. <laughs>